The African Pride with Christoph Bongo. Since its creation, every player wishes to represent his nation in the FIFA World Cup. Every nation fights to represent its continent to this showpiece. That desire never changed from the first World Cup qualifier in 1933 to our present day. In 2018, the honor and the right to represent Africa in Russia 2018 lies squarely with these five nations known as the African Pride. Each of those nations has a history, has a record, has a milestone, and has a story to tell. The African Pride is a series of storytelling visiting the history, the milestone, the record of all African representatives in Russia 2018. The super eagle journey, the Taranga Lions battle, the eagle of Carthage hunts, the Atlas Lions signature, and the pharaoh of Egypt's reign. Hello, I am Christophe Bongo, and this is our story. This is our African pride. After the achievement of Morocco in 1970 World Cup, Africa had a high hope four years later, 1974. Then, the DRC, Zaire dominated the continent football, but their participation, the first participation of sub-Saharan Africa in the World Cup, finished in the bitter test. First, on the pitch, they were badly prepared for the weather in Germany. Secondly, off the field, they had bonuses issue. That saw them boycott the match against Yugoslavia. The score ended up in that game was the biggest recorded World Cup score, 9 nil. Four years later, 1978, Africa was not given any chance to make any impact in the World Cup in Argentina. It was the fourth participation of an African, and this time, it was the Eagle, the Carthage Eagle, that had in their mix, then, the best African player of the year, Tarak Diab. 78 was Tunisia's first World Cup participation. Like Morocco, Tunisia had to travel far away to South America and found themselves grouped once again with the mighty German in Group 2 with Poland and Mexico. Tunisia played the opening game in the group against Mexico. By the halftime, you wouldn't judge Africans or condemn them if they stopped watching the match because Mexico went to the change room with one goal lead. All changed in the second half. The ego of Carthage put the ball down themselves, talked among each other, and they took control of the match. Ali Kabi was the first to score Morocco's first ever goal in the World Cup in the 55th minute. <laughs> Then, with confidence is high, Tunisia scored a second goal in the space of seven minutes to get African their much-awaited first World Cup win. 1978 was the first event of the World Cup to increase the number of teams in the participation. It was decided to change the format of the event. The governing body, FIFA, decided not to have quarter-final and semi-final straight away after the group matches. They introduced the second round, which is known today as the 16th round. The last 16, the second group stage, which lessened the competition. If that was not introduced, Tunisia would have been in the quarterfinal straight away. 
After that beautiful win against Mexico, Poland did not want to take the same chance. As soon as they got their first half lead, the Polish team, they stay very quiet in defense. The amazement of a football analyst today, nobody can understand why Chetali, the Tunisian coach, never made a single change in the starting 11 during his first World Cup. Meaning, Tunisia play all three games with the same squad that started. Germany had collected six points from their previous two games and guaranteed their place in a newly formed second round. Against Tunisia in the last game, Cohen made seven changes playing against a very tired Tunisian team. The game finished nil-nil and Tunisia was unlikely eliminated. Many will say, should have been a different Tunisia team if the coach made a change. Why take 23-member team and only play 11? Tunisia waited for 20 years to make their comeback to the world stage. In 1998, they were back in the world football. This time, it was an historical one because they had to play in France, former colony. This time, Tunisia was in a very strong goal, pitted against England of Alan Shearer, Teddy Sheringham, Paul Ince, Saul Campbell, David Seaman and Tony Adam. Then you had Colombia of Carlos Valderrama, Freddy Ricon, and Jose Santa. Without forgetting hot favorite of the tournament, Romania of George Haji and the Lucien Marescu. Tunisia was not given any chance by many football analysts to have anything to do. The team was composed of players with experience playing in Europe, the likes of Hatem Tabelsi. Midi Slamen, Caleb Badra, to name but few. France 98 turned out to be a poor campaign for all Africans, including Tunisia, who finished only one point and one goal that they drew against Romania. Haji stumbling and tripping his way there, taken outside the box, so no chance of a penalty. But in the end, it finished 1 1. Romania. Not impressive, but getting the draw in the end. Losing against England and Colombia was too much. The same result happened in 2002 in South Korea and Japan. Tunisia went nowhere. African country that has been in the World Cup previously, Tunisia missed the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. When we all said, Kenako. How would Tunisia qualify in 2018? Number eight seems to be very good for Tunisia World Cup qualifier. Started 1978, then 98, and now 2018 will be Tunisia the fifth in the World Cup. Tunisia is now among the continent's most experienced nation in the World Cup, along with Morocco. 
we should in effect expect a lot from Tunisia. During the qualifier, nobody expected Tunisia to do as well as they did. It was expected that DRC would make it back to the World Cup since 1974, when the country became the first sub-Saharan nation to qualify for the World Cup. 2018 qualification is a milestone and a good story of a nation that has come out of its darkest period since colonialism with the birth of Arab Spring. The Arab Spring Revolution saw Tunisia booting out the long-time leader, President Bouara Aziz, out of power. But that did not stop the eagle of Carthage from flying high en route to Russia 2018. In the cup final group, Tunisia was pitted with DRC, Libya, and Guinea. Tunisia and DRC battled it out until the last game of qualifier. Tunisia managed to get a needed draw at home against Libya. But all was won two weeks prior to that final game when DRC lost their concentration in the 93rd minute, allowing Tunisia to score the winning goal. Starting away in Tripoli against another depleted nation, Libya, it was a hard game but Tunisia had an important three-away point. Their hope started being realized when they defeated DRC in Tunisia after a 1-1 scoreline. At halftime, the packed stadium Olympic of Rades, everybody knew the dream is almost there. The winning goal was scored immediately after the second half kickoff and their defense did not let them down. They hold on. Tunisia never gave a chance to anybody else in the group as they finished top of the group. They dropped only two points, one against Congo away and one against Libya. Throughout the final phase of the World Cup qualifier, Tunisia was unbeaten and failing to score only once. In their game against Libya, that was the last game when they finished nil-nil. Knowing all was done, Tunisia going to the World Cup, knowing that the defense is their key. Who are the players that will take the Carthage of Eagle? Who are the players that they might just make 2018 memorable for Tunisia? Matlodi, the goalkeeper, was one of the best. In their defense, they've got Meria, Ben Yusuf, and Bedoui. In the midfielder, they've got Shotali and Ben Hamon. Going forward, all their chance of scoring goals will be given to Kenisi. Will Tunisia do it? Will the Carthage of Ego fly high? This is all about time.